Hello and welcome to Mega City Book Club, the podcast all about the galaxy's greatest comics. I'm Eamon Clark, and my guest for this unusual episode, he never irons anything, but he does believe in all forms of awesome comics, both creating and promoting them. He's also the uh, UK's leading specialist on the comics of Wendy Whitebread. Uh, it's a warm welcome to Tony Esmond. <laughs> One day we'll talk about Wendy Whitebread. I know we will. Hello, man. You're right. I'm very well, thank you. <laughs> it is you that always brings it up. I'd like to point that out. <laughs> I can't stop talking about it. Uh, <laughs> like that joke about the guy in the psychiatrist opposite the Rorschach pictures. You know that one? Yeah. Now we've yeah. got a special episode because yep. we're not doing a sort of usual book club thing. We're here to talk about a comic that you and I have worked on and sort of produced together. Well, I think I actually think that's you're underserving your 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 role and overserving my role there, my friend. I've sort of just replied to the messages and read the odd script, but you put the hard work in. Yeah, you're the one who's done that. I, I like to think of myself as the conciliary of yes. the um, the comic. The yeah, time conciliary. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sorry, I interrupted you. Thank goodness. So yeah, it's drawn <laughs> under the influence issue two. Now drawn under the influence issue one. How? Um, Take us back to those early dark times of lockdown and the Awesome Comics podcast and something called The Drink and Draws. How did that come about? Yeah, well, we, we during lockdown, we, we've we got this podcast, The Awesome Comics podcast. You've been on it, on it a couple of times, dude, actually. And it's been running, I think it's about seven and a half years now. We've sort of been doing it. And then we've got some buddies who listen to it and there's a bit of a community around it and there's a Slack group now and stuff like that. And um, we thought, oh, wouldn't it be a good idea to have a drink and draw online during the lockdown? So we sort of started that and, it, you know, it became quite popular. We'd have sort of 30, 40 people on it and, you know, everyone was, it was just a laugh, really. You could draw a few wide or you could just sort of listen along. Um, and then one week, someone, and I for life me can't remember who said it, but someone said, what's happened to UK anthologies? And it felt like at the time there was a bit of a sort of slowdown of, of um what used to be sort of lifeblood of small press and underground comics in the UK was the anthology format, you know? Right. And we both remember, you know, the classics of years gone by. And I mean, essentially, 2008 is, a, is an anthology, you, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and um, we somebody said, oh, what's happened to them? And then someone else said, why don't we do it? And then our buddy, Sarah Harris, um, I think she won't mind me saying she'd had a couple of ports by that point. <laughs> Um, had said, um, oh, well, I'll edit it. And I genuinely couldn't at the time think of a better person to edit it because she's super organised, Sarah. You know, she's very sort of um, straightforward and organised and, and she's a super into one of these super intelligent people. And um, so she took it on and then the following <laughs> and then it just sort of carried on. Everyone was talking about their ideas around it. And then the following morning I messaged her and said, um, you know, if you need a way out, let me know, you know. Um, I can probably help you. And she says, no, no. She says, I've got a terrible hangover, but let's do it. And she put a call out for people um, within the sort of UK and US and all over the world, really, sort of uh, for call out for the anthology. And um, she got loads of submissions. And the first one, DUI, Drawn on the Influence 1, um, came from that. And um, she put it together. She put the, the charity for that one was Refuge, which is um, – women subject to you know victims of domestic abuse and similar stuff to that or stuff to that um we, it raised i think it was about a grand in the end yeah. i think yeah yeah and um 
Sarah, I mean, Sarah did remarkably well on it, um, but did swear that she would never do the second one. And, um, and then, then you came in, my friend. That's what happened, I think. Yeah. So, yes, I offered foolishly. I mean, I had Sarah Harris on the book club to do some Misty. Yes, it's a good episode, yeah. A good fan, a big fan of Misty. And I was speaking to her then about the anthology, Drawn Under the Influence, issue one. Uh, and yeah, foolishly, I then agreed or suggested I would do issue two. And it's now out, Tony. Yeah, I know. It's arriving literally as we chat. We're getting pictures through of it arriving on people's doorsteps, aren't we? Yes. Very exciting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, isn't it? So tell us, uh, it's what? It's an A4 perfect bound uh, small press anthology. Yeah. Um, 60 pages. Uh, full colour? Yeah, full colour, isn't it? There are black and white stories in there, but, the, you know, it's full colour. It's got 40 different creators involved in it in some way wow. or other, which is impressive. Yeah. And we've changed the charity this time. We've got – this time we're doing it for Cancer Research UK, which, as listeners yeah. to the podcast know, is a cause. You raise a lot of money for them. Yeah. yeah. Dear yeah. to my heart. And it's uh, – what can we say about it? It's a wonderful, wacky <laughs> variety of stuff, isn't it? It's a real mix, isn't it? Yeah. It is is remarkably. I mean, we've you know from people as old as me down to I think um, uh, Johnny Cannon's daughter um, helped Penny. out. Benny did a helped in the story. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's a real mix. There is. We got a question yesterday, didn't we, on the Slack about adult material? I'd put it at like a twelve certificate if it was a movie. I don't know about you. Um, I think, yeah. yeah, we would use the sort of teen plus rating on it. Uh, the sort of concept we had when we were putting it together was it's a comic for adults, by adults, but adults who might like to show it to their mum uh, <laughs> uh, was what we were going for. I mean, your yeah. story, let's just start. You've got a story at the start, <laughs> which you did with uh, Helena Edwardson. Yes, who did re- remarkably well on it. Yeah, really lovely art there, there really is on that. Yeah, artwork. And that's a sort of very sort of grown-up story about a relationship between two grown-ups. Um, yeah, I mean, th- there's the Im- the implication of, you know, um, an adult relationship in it, but there's no, there's no visual, you know, um, nothing you wouldn't get in a Mills and Boone novel, I suppose, <laughs> you know, <laughs> as we well know. I mean, going back to to you putting your hands up, if you, if it might be a good start, though, if you don't mind. I mean, it, so you, you sort of on the slide told me you were thinking about doing it, hadn't you, I think? Yes. Um, and then you came in and announced it on a drink and draw. You popped into the drink and draw and said, look, I'm going to do it. I'm going to edit, a, um, edit issue two. Well, what drove you to that decision, man? Um not drove you. I mean, I'm like you forced. Nobody forced you, but um, as a, we're both a pair of pensioners sitting here, aren't we? So what happened? Yeah. Well, it's a combination of two factors. One was that, as you know, Tony, I'd applied to do a master's in comic books and graphic novels at the University of East Anglia in Norwich, and had been yeah. ridiculously pleased with myself for getting accepted on the course, only for the course then to be cancelled completely due to lack of yeah. interest. And I suspect I was the only one who applied. <laughs> What a shame, mate. Well, yeah. you know, I was looking forward to some one-on-one tutorials. But anyway. Um, <laughs> well, the thing is, you told me all about it, and I was excited for you because I also knew that you were going to creep me into a couple of lectures. Yes. Um, and we were going to sit at the back and put our hands up and say that's wrong yeah. and things like that, weren't we? You know. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> You've got that bit of the X-Men history completely wrong, yeah. 
at this point, Alan Grant and John Wagner were writing it. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, so there was that, um, and not having a sort of comic project for my retirement, and then of course it was having Sarah Harris on the book club and having oh, okay. her talk about DUI one and the process of wrangling small press creators and putting the book together. And I thought, well, that sounds interesting. I've got no real talent for writing comics or drawing comics, but maybe I could edit a comic. And um, when was that drink a draw? It was a sort of like April time, I think. Something was it? Like yeah. I think it was April. Okay. The time. And here yeah. we are at the end of August, and we have uh, a hard... Not that long a deadline, actually, mate, was it? it when you think about bad, it. I think, was it? You know, yeah, yeah. Once we'd accepted... Because we had a lot of submissions, obviously, and then once we'd accepted what we thought was going to go in the final comic, everybody had about two months to go away and do it. Um, to you know, which is quick for small press, I'm going to say. Yeah. Um, I was running another project at the same time, and I had gone much longer than that with sort of three page stories. Right. Um, yeah, I think you did well to sort of herd, herding cats, as it were, with everyone. You know. So, but when you came on the when you came on the drink and draw, I remember you, you had sort of certain conditions, didn't you? You had um, a number of rules in relation to what you needed. Did you want to just say what they were? Just gives the people an idea of what they're getting, I'm guessing. Yeah, you know? I mean, you know, we wanted we didn't quite stick to these rules in the end, but we wanted <laughs> stuff that was new. So we didn't really want the stories that had been sitting on your shelf for years and been rejected by everybody. We, yeah, we, I think that's that was a learning experience from, I think I suspect you got from Sarah yeah. on Volume 1, yeah. People do obviously have projects that they've submitted and have been rejected for various things. And then we also, we sort of wanted to try and keep it mainly to the community, the Awesome Comics podcast, Drink and Draw community. Yeah. But again, you know, if you... Once you you say that you're accepting pitches or that you're you know you want pitches for stories, you do get. I think some people will sort of find out through the network and the grapevine and that. Yeah, you know, because inevitably it's on you know f- you know easy to view social media, isn't it? Yeah, you know exactly. Uh, we yeah. said five pages was the maximum for a story, and in the end, we only ended up with one five page. Everything else is four, three, two, or even a couple of one pages in there. Yeah. Um, we tried to match up uh, unattached artists and writers. So obviously some people come along and say, I've got this script, I've got an artist for it already. And other people say, well, I'd like to draw something, but I don't have a script. Uh, okay. And so we did some matching up of, of people together. Which, yeah, you know, I think there was a bit of a scrabble to get people as well. I think this was more obvious in the first volume is, you know, people were sort of scrambling to get a hold of artists who they think would suit. So from my personal point of view on the second volume, I, I had a story that, that needed that realistic look to it. So I asked Damien and Helena at the same time um, if one of them fancied it because they're sort of friends of ours. And um, and Damien had already been snatched up. I think he did something with, was it with Martin Feekins, I think. He did, yes. One, he's done it? a yeah. two-pager with Martin Feekins. So that's Damien Edwardson, who's also a book club, has been on the book club twice. Yes. The other half yeah. of Art 9-2 with uh, Helena. Uh, yeah. So he's in this one. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, strangely enough, we actually ended up with more artists than we had scripts for. 
But what oh, which is a nice a nice change around the obvious, you know. Yeah. What we managed to do then was to get people. Some of the unattached artists did us some sketches for the back pages. We had a couple of artists who did little three-panel cartoon gags for us. Um, yeah. Susie Gander did the back cover for us. Um, she's very good at a sort of. I mean, she's real. Susie Gander's a real sort of Lara Croft fan. And like, she's mad at Lara Croft, isn't she? Yeah, I've worked with Susie. She's great. Yeah, really good. And then, of course, yeah. um, your friend of mine, Cliff Cumber, uh, <laughs> the exiled Brit in America, did the front cover for us. Um, yeah. Who I think we approached, didn't we? We had a chat about it, and um, we were sort of thinking who could do it. And you said, what about, what about Cliff? And I knew Cliff would be super excited. So I said, oh, I'll give him a bell. So I gave him a bell and, and he was so excited to do it. And did he submit some versions? Did you go through some different alternatives with yes, him, I think? He did. Um, yeah. He sent me a bunch of thumbnails for different versions and different plans. And we, you know, we ended up, we looked at them and ended up agreeing on one of them. And then he went away and did it. And it's fantastic. Yeah. Did you want to describe it, Dick? Just what? Well, it's it's a sort of cover about the creative process itself, in that you've got a writer yeah. and an artist both sitting at their their sort of workstations. You've got the writer's script coming off uh, him in the background. You've got some character designs coming off from the artist, um, and it just sort of says something about small press collaborations in a way, doesn't it? <laughs> Plus, yeah. To me, it also says how easy, and I know this because I can't draw for fudge either, how easy it is being a writer. So the script actually says a mob forms and they are riding horses, which just made me laugh because yeah. there's, there's a sort of portion of the script can be seen above his head, isn't there? Yeah. You know, and, um, yeah, just genius. Then you've got the the sort of fevered right, which is actually Cliff. I Cliff, think Cliff has drawn himself. I think he has. In fact, I know those very shorts because I went on holiday with him recently and he had those very shorts on. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I do love it. It's perfect for the for the volumes now, I think. Yes, and as you say, the script refers to, like, the two worst things to say to an artist. It's <laughs> thousands of people and it says horses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Does he say bicycles in there? I don't think you can yeah. – don't think he does. But, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if somewhere behind that chair of his is the word bicycle. Right. Yeah, another classic. Yeah, and he's also sort of top-to-tailed it with um, the, um, the iconography of bottles to show how drunk we were when we decided to do it, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, as I say, it comes, it stems from the drink-and-draw uh, Zoom virtual meetings that Tom Curry sort of hosted for the Awesome Comics podcast right the way through lockdown, and they still happen from time to time. Yeah, we must plan another one. I think we're planning on doing another one. Yeah, yeah, people are asking. Yeah. And it's just a great, you know, it's great fun. It's very sort of low pressure. Um, everybody's very supportive about each other's work. Um, and it's just, you know. Yeah, conversation tends to sort of go all over. I mean, one week we'll just talk about, you know, the comics we're reading or just, you know, shouting at each other and laughing. And then one week I think we had sort of 15 minutes on pen talk. What's the best kind of pens? Right. You know, and stuff like that, you know. Yeah. And what Tom does is he lets people screen share because a lot of people work digitally now on, you know, Wacom's and stuff like that. He 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 arranges it so they can screen share what they're doing and people can watch the process. Yeah, this is it's really it's actually occasionally educational. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's good. So I mean, when you when you took this on, and it's not it's not. I'm, I'm guessing you realised it wouldn't be a small task. Did you decide to adopt any kind of? I'm going to I'm going to parallel this with. 
you know, were you going to be a Mills or McManus or were you going to be a Bishop or a Smith or a Digger? What were you going to be? You know, did you did you look to anyone and think this is how hands on I need to be? This is what I need to do. This is this is the stages in my mind I see. You know, was there a sort of plan there? <laughs> well, <laughs> I think I decided <laughs> I wasn't going to throw in any Mills bombs to anybody. <laughs> That's a shame. I, yeah. I thought I think I decided, you know, again, with all due respect to David Bishop, who I know and who's been on the podcast, I thought I wasn't going to fax anybody with the sort of like, where are my pages, you? Uh, <laughs> I'd have loved that. That would have been totally out of character, but I think you could have got away with it, to be fair. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah I mean, apart from that, no. You know, it was... It was great fun to do the collaborative project to people, to work with writers, to work with artists and say, yeah, this is good, but, you know... I mean, you you and I have talked about this. One of the things we found quite a lot with scripts, and I think this is a general thing with scripts, is you say to the writer, that's great, but less words, please, you know. Yeah, yeah. You're putting a lot of words on the Show, not tell, yeah. yeah. Exactly. And, um, you know, we're all sort of still mourning the loss of Alan Grant... And uh, that famous story that went round again quite recently after his, you know, sad death about how he pulled the Alan Moore future shock off the slush pile at 2000 AD. He was the one who spotted it, but he also was the one who wrote to Alan Moore and said, this is great, but 30% less words, please. (laughs) It's funny enough, I was looking at an Alan Moore script this morning, um, one appeared online, I can't remember where, and it was the version that had the highlighted sections. So it was obviously Dave Gibbons' version. And it was after a, a block of in capitals text with no paragraphs, there was just like two lines that were highlighted. Genius. Yeah, I know what you mean. But, yeah, I see what you're saying. But you got scripts through first, didn't you? Is that right? Or you got pitches and scripts and art? Or how pitches, did it work? We got some scripts came in uh, fairly quickly. I mean, you know, inevitably um, – I think Sarah had the same experience. If you announce it on a Friday night on a drink and draw, Saturday morning in your inbox, you will have a submission from yeah. some people straight away. Um, yeah, we got pictures and scripts. And we worked it up. We worked out how many pages we were going to have. We worked out what we needed to fill them. We talked a few people down from, say, five pages to four pages or four to three yeah. in order to you know make sure we could fit in as many people as we could. And it all worked out that we filled the book. We filled 60 pages. Um, yeah. And, you know, some, as I say, there's some black and white stories. The rest of it's all in full colour. We've got a real variety of sort of um, real-life stuff, cartoony stuff, uh, sci-fi sort of 2080 future shocky stuff. There's some folk horror uh it's yeah it's a great mix of things isn't it yeah it really is a mix it just shows the sort of breadth of the people who you know come to these drink and drawers and stuff you know i I like to think so i don't think there's anyone in there that hasn't been along or isn't a sort of active member of the community i think off the top of my head i can't think of anyone can you uh well i'm not quite as you know as up on the sort of like the roll call of everybody but i think yes they're all part or connected to the the drink and draw community. I'll mention that Gary Hill, who's also a book player, oh, yeah. our mate Gary, uh, is in there with a, um, a sort of dark side story of four pages. So that's good, which he did with uh, the artist Mike Aston. Yeah, so there it is. You've got um, the, mighty, the mighty Ottaway. Um, John Ottaway. Yeah, I'd like to clarify, he's not a murderer. 
no. um, and Paul Paul Moore. Um, they, they they did. Uh, you had to. Uh, this was going to lead into my what challenges did you face, Eamon? Question, but um, the, <laughs> they basically um, did a story where me, Vince, and Dan got bombed. Is that right? Yes. Kind of. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so without giving away too much, this is a story about John Ottaway versus the Awesome Comics podcast of yourself, <laughs> Dan Butcher, and Vince Hunt. Again, of all being on the book club, uh, it's a two-page uh, in black and white by Paul Moore, another another book clubber, and yeah. Yes, it's. <laughs> the, yeah. just, Fortunately, I'd seen it already. I think he'd said, I'll, "I'll show you this." Don't tell anyone. Yeah. So I'd actually seen it, but you did. You, you had to send him and said, "What do you think?" Just, in, just sort of checking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's fine by me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a two pager. It's a. It, it ends with a gag. Let's say that the ACP don't come out of it terribly well, um, <laughs> but it's yeah, it's great fun. Um, so that's there in the middle of the book as well. Uh, yeah. Cool. So what's um? Let's get to because I know in the little note you sent me you said I've got to ask you a few questions. So here's a few questions about challenges you've faced. Okay. So should we should we deal with the technical side of things? You're I mean you're pretty technical, aren't you, dude? I mean for you know yeah for a, a couple of old blokes here showing our computers. You know you're you're pretty good with that sort of thing. Aren't you? Is there anything you had to learn though? Well, I had to. All I had to do basically was upgrade to the full version of Photoshop, and that gave me everything I needed to do to sort of manipulate it and put um, put the images together on the page and yeah. i should say the rich hardiman from comic printing uk was very helpful in terms of templates and formats cool. and sarah given me templates as well yeah so, you know putting it together wasn't too much of a problem and he sends you back various digital proofs and then a physical proof so you can see where you might have problems with lining stuff up on the page and fortunately, in the final copies, everything has come out pretty much where we wanted it on the page. It doesn't seem... Yeah, it looks good. We haven't managed to cut off anybody, you know, cut off any artwork or anything like that, which is good. Even Johnny Cannon and Penny Cannon's sort of two-page, double-page spread, which you would have thought wouldn't be perfect for a... Um, wouldn't be ideal yeah, the, for a perfect band book, but it still works. Yeah. It does still, and that's um, well, that's not obviously an issue, you know, a problem of modern comics, isn't it? They're all going to get perfect bound if they're any good at some point. But, yeah, I think it works fine. But I can understand your problem with that. So I think you don't want to crack the spine. You know, you've got those issues, haven't you? Yeah. Uh, so we had that. We had those issues. The technical stuff I managed to sort. I got a lot of help from uh, Dan Butcher um, and from Rob Jones, who did a lot of the lettering but also did some graphic yeah. design for us on that and then we did have a couple of bits you know talking about challenges as you know tony because i sort of shared some of this with you and asked you <laughs> about it. we did have a couple of things submitted that we thought were a bit bit pushing it too much for a charity anthology uh, yeah there was i think very violent i think that we rejected and there was you know there was a cover image that was a bit saucy that we also rejected as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah I've, yeah, I've kept that copy. The, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, I think you're right, man. I think the way we saw, I think way we summed it up, and we talked about it was, it, I think somebody had been watching the boys a bit too much or reading the boys. Yes, um, yeah. and they'd sort of replace storytelling with just swearing, you know. And I think I think there was a couple we had to have a discussion around. Does the story work? Because when you obviously, you know, 2018 know this, new readers know this by heart, don't they? But when you're working with that short story format, it needs to 
be you know have a certain rhythm to it start middle end you know bang you need to end it don't you yeah um and there was a couple we weren't sure about i think i'm gonna say yes and there was a couple that we we asked them to change things so that the the impact of the final page seemed to work better for us um yeah you know that's right we had some foreshadowing issues didn't we i think as well yeah. yeah we asked them to move things around a bit in the story to make you know to make it uh work for us but apart from that you know, getting the stuff in. I think most people were on time with the deadlines. We had a couple of people go a week or two late. Um, but that wasn't, you know, too big a problem. Uh, in the end, turning around the final digital copies and the printed copies hasn't taken as long as I thought it might. Yeah, I mean, I think you you turned it around from sending off the proof to getting everyone receiving the final issue to under a month, I think, yeah. if I'm right in saying. Yeah, yeah. Pre- pretty much. Well, close to, anyway. Yeah. And we we also sent a co- we also sent some digital copies out for review to a couple of uh, uh, yes. notable worthies. <laughs> that was actually lovely, wasn't it? It was really nice. Yeah. Um, so we we sent we sent I think four lots out, didn't we? We got three lots back, and one was just slightly too late. Yeah. Um, so th- we we sent out to one of them. We sent out to Pat, Uncle Pat, and he. I actually think that his. He, you know, it's nice when you send to. A, you know, someone of his standing and, you know, another one was John Wagner, another one was John Freeman. You expect maybe a line, don't you? Yeah. You know, nice staples or something like that, you know. <laughs> I think Pat wrote more in his review recommendation than some scripts had right. <laughs> it was like an essay he returned back, didn't he? He, he pinpointed stuff he liked and, you know, it was well, really, really nice of him. It was really nice of Pat Mills, uh, the godfather of British comics. Um, I mean, on the back cover, it says, uh, the pull quote I picked was from Pat Mills, like reading a collection of Ray Bradbury's superb short stories, a fantastic anthology and great value for money. But as you say, that was just one line from what he wrote, was just a long, sort of very helpful critique. Yeah. We shared it with some of the creators because he mentioned several people and their stories and picked out. And it was fantastic. It was a bit like Pat Mills, the editor again, wasn't it? It was, yeah. I was a little verklempt when it came back, my friend. I've got to tell you, yeah, yeah. Because I know Helena got a special mention and I sent it through to her and I thought, oh, that's nice. Yeah. Um, First one through the door, though, was John Freeman, wasn't it? I think he stuck. Was he the first one back? Yes, John Freeman from Down the Tubes as ever. Yes, very good. Yeah. John's great. I'm a friend. Of, I used to write for Damn Tubes and I always have a beer with John and stuff. And I'm seeing him at an event we'll be talking about in a minute, um, in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Always reliable, solid, good geezer. Yeah, it was nice for him. And then you got, you got the third one, man. That's a lovely one as well. Yes, John Wagner, as disparate a collection yeah. of comic stories as you will find from the weird to the wonderful and back again. Um, very good <laughs> from John Wagner. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, we got some lovely sort of reviews which have gone on the back cover as pull quotes um yeah it's great yeah it's good stuff man yeah it's very nice but i mean I, I, did you, are you going to talk about the third volume are you going to talk a bit about that do you think or well, i'll mention I'll, the third volume in a moment let's just talk about how people okay. can get hold of this because this is oh, okay this yeah is going to raise yeah. so it's nine pounds a copy and three pounds from every copy goes straight to cancer research uk yeah uh and people can get hold of it. So I'll mention the shop, and then you'll mention a couple of conventions that you might okay. get it at. 
So the yeah. shop is, it will be in the show notes, duicomic.bigcartel.com. And you can go there and order a physical copy. We've got overseas shipping as well. But you can also order a digital copy for £3. <coughs> the digital copy you get both issue one and issue two for three quid. And all of that three quid goes to cancer research. So that's Which is you, good because volume one sold out. You can't actually get volume one anymore. You can't get um, a physical copy of yeah. volume one. You can get it digitally from us with volume two or you can get it if you've got the comic house app uh the first issue is on the comic house now isn't it yeah that's right if you've got the app it is and if you do read it on comic house a portion of the advertising revenue from each read goes goes back to um the person who put it on there and eventually makes its way back to you i mean i think yeah yeah definitely Fantastic. So those sh- those links will be in the show notes and they'll be in all the socials, the Twitter and the Facebook and everything when this episode comes out. And please do go and get yourself a copy and help out a worthy charity and support the work of, you know, 40 small press creators who are just producing something for the love of comics and to raise money. Yeah, of course. I think that's worth doubling down on, man, there. I think the, the fact is that everyone did this for free. And a lot. I mean, it's easy when you're a writer, you know. Don't take it. I wrote it on the bus, but the I. I um, so everyone did it for free, but I always insist on paying collaborators. And Helena refused payment, and I sent it to Cancer Research, so they had her fee as well. If you see what I mean. So yeah, I think it's really nice that everyone put so much effort into it, and especially you, man. It's come out of a cracker. I think everyone. The big, the big thank you is to you, man. Yeah, it really is. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to say thank you to all the creators who were lovely to work with. Uh, thank you to yourself and the ones that weren't. What's that? Yeah, I was going to say if you, you know who who was the creator that you really didn't like. That was my next question. But I know you'll say me, so I'll avoid that one. I think yeah, we'll leave that question. It was there. Tony, yeah. uh, <laughs> who, who likes some sort of freak of nature. If I send him a message on WhatsApp, he says, "Oh, I'll ring you," and then he rings me. Yeah. What happened? That was weird that I phoned you. The, the, but people don't use their phones to make phone calls anymore, do they? Yeah, just message. Yeah. Yeah. I rang you and I said, I said hello. And you went, hello? Like it was like a weird thing that had happened to your phone yeah. that it made a phone call noise. Yeah. Uh, good. Okay. Sorry, man. Yeah. No, that's all right. So that's how you can order a copy online. But you can also hopefully pick up some copies in person at some upcoming events. Yeah. Uh, so we've got a little row of events that we're going to. So I'm going to be, at, believe it or not, I'm going to be at Bridlington Comic Con. Um, I've requested that I be at the table next to Sophie Aldred, aka Ace from Doctor Who. So you can probably find me there. I have some copies of that. Um, next one up is New York Comic Con. I'm going to be there. That's the sixth to the ninth of October. Um, I'll be walking around. I don't have a table at that. So if you are at that, just hit me up on the socials or if you're on the Slack or whatever. Next one after that is the 22nd of October, Bath Art Market of the Comedian in Bath. Sort of small, low-key event, that one, but um, it'll be quite fun. And then the final one for me, which I think you're going to be at as well, Eamon, is Nottingham on the 29th of October, where we've got um, an awesome comics table there. We'll both be at Nottingham. I think Alan Henderson, who's in the book, will also be at uh, the Penguin himself, will also be at Nottingham. Yeah. Alan's entry is great in this. I really like Alan's sort of clever simplicity. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Very yeah, good. It's a very good one pager and he's he's sort of like he's sort of obviously the penguin is his own thing. So he's done something different for this comic. Uh, yeah. And then Alan and I will both be at Thought Bubble in November. Alan's yeah. tabling. And so if you find the penguin guy 
at Thought Bubble. He will have a copy or two on his table to sell you, or I'll be walking around with some in my backpack as well. So uh, cool. come and find us at some of these events and get a copy. And again, if you buy a copy for nine quid, three quid of that goes to cancer research. Good stuff, man. Yeah. The, I, I'm sensing a, a reprint coming on because I know you've sold half of them yeah, already half, in half what, the 24 hours or something. In, in the first yeah. week, but yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see how we get on. We may have to go back to print, but we'll see. Um, Good. Yeah. And you mentioned we might do it again next year. Yes. Sorry. So that was where I was going to say to you what, what, you know, what have you learned doing this one? Because we are going to go into it or you're going to, you've, you've, I said to you, didn't I, we were, were we queuing up for something outside of gosh, gosh comics, I think for somebody. Yeah. Yeah, for the John, uh, for the um, um, oh, what was it? I can't remember now. Was it the Luther Arkwright? Luther Arkwright, something. Yeah, yeah. And I said to you, um, you know, you obviously Sarah did the first one. You've done the second one. Who's going to do the third one? You just went me. Like that. <laughs> that was your reply. So, not good. Okay. So you've actually put the shout out already for even though it's not going to, you know, it's not going to go to print till. I suppose this time next year, I'm guessing. I mean, yeah. So DUI3 yeah. will happen this time in 23, um, sort of July, right. August again, we hope for. Um, we're going to concentrate for the rest of this year on sort of selling DUI2 and raising that money for cancer research. So there's going to yeah. be another charity anthology. We'll probably change the charity again for issue three. And yeah. the pitching process it's probably going to start basically in the new year. We're probably going to wait, you know, okay. January. Um, you can pitch me now. You can send me the stuff now, but we're probably not going to start looking at it and digesting it. Deciding yes or no yeah. till then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. there's an email address. There's, there's the good old mcbcpodcast at gmail.com, but there's also now a new email address for the comic itself, which is duicomic3 at gmail.com. And again, both those email addresses are in the show notes for this episode. And it should be interesting because we've got a whole host of, I mean, your listeners are different from our podcast listeners. And, you know, people hearing this, they might they might get interested, man. It'd be, you know. Yeah, absolutely. That's going to be good. We'll extend the yeah. community. If you've got a pitch for a script uh, up to five pages in length, um, if you've got that future shock you always wanted to try out, uh, you know, or if you want to do some, if you're an artist looking for a script, then um, yeah, hit me up, get in touch. Yeah. And then next year we'll be looking to put together another one of these uh, charity anthologies. I think probably the only rule I'm guessing you're thinking of is no established characters. Yeah. So we can't yeah. really do that. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, all this stuff um, stays as. Uh, you know, creator owned, the copyright stays at respective creators as we put in this one. But yeah, I don't yeah. think you, it's not going to be like Zarjaz or that. We can't do Strong yeah. Dog or Dread Stories. No, this is. Yeah, Dog stuff. Breath or something. Yeah. yeah. This yeah. is new stuff, new characters, new settings that you need to be working in, I think. Yeah. And think about just giving you the freedom to do something just one off if you want to or new. You know, it's not, oh, I'm, I'm going to start a comic book about this night so i'm going to put the first bits going to be in this because lots but that's a bit cheeky it should just be something fun something one-off something interesting you know yeah. um just just for volume three i think that that's that's the way i look at it anyway yeah i um, mean we've got in this issue you've got a couple of stories or characters that you could see them perhaps spinning off into their own comic but you know uh, but then again you've also got lots of stories in this one that are just perfectly self-contained 
They've yeah. got, you know, they've got a beginning, a middle, and an end, and it's a sort of good ending. So yeah, yeah that sort of thing. Um, it should be the sort of thing you can pick up, and you don't need to worry about picking anything else yeah, up. You don't need you know? to have any backstory for any of the stories. I think that's yeah, great. yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. And we should also mention we mentioned Vincenzo and his um, Vincent Hunt and his um, intro. He's done the introduction. Yeah. yeah. So again, Vince Hunt is your sort of co-host on the Awesome Comics podcast. He produces comics himself, like you and Dan do. He again, yeah. he's been on the book club talking about Death Wish and yes, that's right, Bernie yeah. Wrightson's Frankenstein. And we got him. We thought it would be nice because you'd written a script. Dan Butcher was doing some lettering for us, so we thought it'd be and nice. some design work as well, he wasn't did, he? Yeah, he did yeah. Graphic design for the contents and the back, uh, the back matter pages. And we thought it'd be nice to get all three of you in. So we asked Vince to write the foreword, and he's written a very nice foreword for us. It was, <laughs> talking about being a challenge of an editor, it was slightly <laughs> tricky <laughs> to get to get Vince's um, submission. He was one of the last to actually um, send it in, but it was very yeah. nice when it came in. Yeah, it was nicely. It's a hard one. I was, we were chatting about this with him, weren't we, you and I? Is It's a difficult one because I wrote the intro for the first one. It's easy to write the intro for the first one. You just go, oh, this is how it happened, yeah. and throw a joke in, you know. But the for this one, it's like the difficult second album concept of, well, what, what can I say? And he'd get trying to write stuff, and then he'd ring me and said, you've already written this. <laughs> See, I've already, already said this bit. I said, well, we'll think of something else. And he used that sort of mixtape metaphor, which I think worked well. Also something that only people of a certain age will know, but... Uh, yeah, I think that worked okay. Yes, he does. Like a playlist. He compares it to a, a playlist, a mixtape, and it is that sort of feeling of a mix of stories and styles. Um, yeah. So as we say, hit us up if you're interested. Yeah. And even if you just want to do like the three-panel gag strip or a car, you know, a, a character design or something, we may be able to squeeze those in in the back matter as well as we've done this time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I think the two the two that you put in this really worked. Um, Sam's one on the first page is just the epitome of what we all are, isn't it? Which wait, you'll have to buy it to find out. But uh, yeah, and if you are listening to this, do you know it's it's it's, it's a fun anthology, you know, and it raises money for the right place. So yeah. think about getting a copy. Yeah, I also love Bert's three-panel gag that sort of. Feels- I love his artwork. Yeah, yeah, and there's a there's, <laughs> it's a funny little gag as well, which again you have to buy a copy to see. Uh, well, is, well, is Bert from like Finland or something like he's, that? Uh, he? No, he's, he's Dutch. He's from the Netherlands. In fact, Dutch. Oh, me. I've just sent him three copies over there, so they're on their way. Oh, good man. Yeah. Look at us. We're in Holland as well now. International. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. good stuff. Excellent work, Tony. Thank you for coming on to talk about it. Um, no, pleasure, man. It's, it's been quite fun for me. I haven't had to do any of the heavy lifting or the organisation. All I do is make sure I read stuff you send me. And then uh, reply and usually give me a bit of notice, you know. Yeah. So that's been fun. Yeah. Let's do a quick guest projects and just have a quick catch up uh, of Tribute Press because you've had two releases out recently and they're, are they still available? Yeah, so they are. So we did one, one's actually um, raises money for the charity Mind, who are a charity close to my heart, um, which is called Hidden Lives. And it's um, sort of slice of life. If you like the first story in DUI, if you do like that, buy a copy of DUI, see if you like it, and then you can always come and buy Hidden Lives and donate to another charity. But, yeah, so that's that's still that's still available. Um, and Dirty Basement, which is the thing that is definitely for adults, <laughs> which I can't even talk about on your show because you're telling me off, um, that's uh, available as well at the moment. So you go to tributepress.co.uk, you can find copies of that. But, yeah, buy DUI first. That's what you want to do. Okay. Get a taste of that first. 
Yeah. Buy DUI2 first and then go to tributepress.co.uk, addresses in the show notes, and buy Hidden Lives, which is a remarkable piece of comic work, I think, Tony. That's very kind of you, man. Thank you. Yeah. And a, a variety of different artists telling small, yeah. personal, um, grown-up stories about the real world. Yeah. Yeah, it, it designed by Vince again. Vince and Dan's in it as well. The PXD's in it. Um, uh, Rachel Ball, if anyone's an old Deadline reader, you'll know her from from then. And, you know, recently, she, a couple of years ago, she won the Observer Award. And Cannon's in it. Johnny Cannon's done the main story in it. Uh, and and, and uh, John Tucker as well, if you know John, he's sort of, he, he's just had a small a movie out about one of his comics and stuff. And he's really, really good in it as well. Yeah, and everyone really, really pulled their A game out. Yeah. Yeah, it's not, it's not, it's very adult. There's not, there's nothing violent or sexual in the imagery but it's, it's quite an adult comic to read so sort of warnings if everyone gets it but it's about mental health basically so that's why we've donated the charity to the charity mind for it yeah thanks man no worries tributepress.co.uk never iron anything the podcast continues the awesome comics podcast comes out every week and is the place to go for uh the love of small press and indie comics i think thank you yeah, I think so. Yeah, and if you don't mind blue language, we had you on a couple of weeks ago. That was a chuckle. To talk about yeah. this very comic, DUI2, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're getting into the into that, that. We got um we got a guy who started um a UK distro this week, um, who actually is in DUI, isn't he? Steve, Steve Ingram, Ingram is in, is in DUI two yeah. doing some uh, sketches of various people at the drink and draw. Yeah. Yeah, creators sort of head sketches in the back, which are nice. And um he started a a distro um for america to the uk which obviously if anyone's tried to buy comics from america they know how expensive it is so so that's that's quite a, quite a fun one yeah just different guests every week but um nick brokenshire on so the day after this one comes out you'll be able to listen to nick nick's a great uk um artist he's done um some stuff for comicsology and he's just working on some star wars comics at the moment yeah lovely dude really nice dude yeah and also you've not long had mick, uh, mark miller on the uh, podcast yeah, that was a re- that was really really nice of him to come on. So we joked with him that it had been two thousand and eighty one days since we first asked him. <laughs> yeah, and um, eventually gave in and came on. And um, he said he could give us an hour, and we ended up sitting there with him for like two and a half, three hours. You know, an hour of which made it into the podcast. But yeah, uh, what a, an absolute gent! I really really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, we've had Des on recently. Des Skin's been on. Yes, that's um, right. talking about the first volume of his memoirs. Yeah, um, Pat Pat Mills comes on regularly. He's a buddy of ours. He comes on as a chat and uh, tells you know gives a few tips on writing and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, it's good, man. Yeah, 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 very good. Fantastic. That comes out weekly. Uh, Never on anything comes out every few weeks or so. At the- yeah, biweekly. I, I nicked that idea of biweekly off you. All oh, right, because. Okay. Um, because I keep saying to you, let's do this book. And I think the last one I said, you may have been the biggest book you've it's ever the done on the book that we're going to talk about. <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk about some Eddie Campbell. Uh, well, we eventually get to it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Sitting there propping up some shelves in my front room at the moment. But yeah. 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 Great stuff, Tony. Thank you so much for coming on to talk about DUI too. And please go and. Always a pleasure, mate. And thanks for all your hard work on it. Yeah. I think everyone who's on it would want me to thank you. And, it, and I agree. Yeah. You, re- you really pulled a blinder here, mate. Yeah. Really good. Yeah. Thank you very much. It's very kind of you. Please go to the website and get yourself a copy of DUI 2 and DUI 1 in digital. Yep. 
Thank you to everyone for listening to Mega City Book Club. Find all of the links we've been talking about at megacitybookclub.com, including links to Tony's work. Follow us on all the socials to see all this stuff again being tweeted and shared. And email me mcbcpodcast at gmail.com or duicomic3 at gmail.com. And until next time, which will be episode 200, it's uh, goodbye from me and... It's goodbye from me. 